Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 189 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this uh, week's Come Follow Me materials. We are studying uh, in 2 Kings um, chapters 17 and well we looked at chapter 17 yesterday, but chapter 17 through to 25 uh, and July the 11th to July the 17th. And today we're going to cover chapters 17, uh, sorry, chapters 18 and 19. Um, so here we have uh, Hezekiah. We started talking about Hezekiah yesterday and how he began his uh, reign with removing um, the groves and breaking the brazen serpents and uh, removing the hype and breaking the images that the people were worshipping. And in verse 5 it says, He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Uh, so clearly Hezekiah was a great example, uh, and someone which uh, brought the, the kingdom of Judah uh, back to facing toward the Lord rather than turning away from him staying true to him um, through difficult times. And in fact, uh, chapter 18 begins to explain something that happens, which was a very difficult time. <clears throat> the Assyrians, who of course, um, we just learned about last chapter, had carried away and scattered the kingdom of Israel, now moved on to the kingdom of Judah. Um, in fact, in verse uh in verse 11, it says, The king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Hala and in Harbor by the river of Gozan and in the cities of the Medes. So, uh, and in verse 12, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his commandments and all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded and would not hear them nor do them. So we see here that, um, again, a reminder of what's just happened to Israel. Uh, and then he moves on to the cities of Judah. Uh, the, the the above happened to Israel because, um, despite repeated warnings, remember it wasn't just a, he said the Lord sent one prophet and then he sent the Assyrians to scatter them. This, we're talking centuries of wickedness. We're talking multiple generations of kings um, who were idolatrous and were the worst of the worst uh, in many cases. Uh, and so we have uh, a lot of background and context, which we've studied up to this point. And then, of course, the scattering takes place. But the cities of Judah are now uh, starting to be um, attacked. And Hezekiah, who is uh, following the voice of the Lord, um, is challenged uh, and, his, and his people uh, are challenged as well. Um, and... The Assyrians send um, Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hosea with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. And when they were came, they were up. They came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the Fuller's Field. So basically, the king of Assyria sends these three individuals. And one of them, Rabshakeh, uh, gives a great speech um, to, the uh, to the king but also to the people. 
mainly. And he says in verse 19, Speak ye now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for the war. Now on whom dost thou trust, that thou rebellest against me? Um, this is a fascinating uh, speech that uh, Rab Shaketh gives. And basically the premise is, is that the king of Assyria wants to know how is or where is Hezekiah getting his uh, his counsel, his ideas, his um, strength, because they're rebelling against him. And he wants to know, you know, how are they deciding to rebel against him? Um, because he is a great king and he shall still conquer them. Uh, but in verse 22, it says, But if ye say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, it is not that he, whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah have taken away, and have said to Judah and Jerusalem, he shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Um, so he's saying, is it is it this Lord God that you have decided that you're going to focus on and worship? And then uh, he makes a very fascinating um, argument about... To, to the people. Uh, in verse 28, uh, Then Rabshaketh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language, and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his, out of his hand. Um, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord shall surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Um, and then he says, Verse 33 and 34 and 35. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharaphim, Hena and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of mine hand? Who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand? That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand. Um, really fascinating discussion because, of course... Uh, he is trying to play into the, the fears and doubts of the people. And also he's making the argument that the many nations that they have conquered and captured before, they had gods. They cried unto their gods for salvation out of the hand of the, uh, the hands of the king of, of Assyria. And they were not saved and they have now been carried away captive. So why is the Lord God any different of, Israel, of, of Jerusalem uh, or the Lord that they speak of? Why should that be any different than the gods that came before? Um, the people don't respond because they've been told not to by Hezekiah. Uh, and what happens then is Hezekiah, straight away, uh, when he's faced with this challenge, um, he first covers himself in sackcloth, and in verse 1 of Second Kings 19, he goes to the house of the Lord. So straight away, two things there. Covering in sackcloth, generally in the in the Old Testament, is an indication of um, a period of reflection and mourning uh, with to God. Um, and also he goes to the house of the Lord. Uh, and he also sends uh, to Isaiah uh, and asks for his guidance. Now, obviously, this is the Isaiah which we are familiar, familiar with. And I think it's worth, at this point, making uh, something very clear with the chronology of the Old Testament. Um, Second Kings uh, is coming towards the end of the chronology of the Old Testament. In fact, the book that is the, the last chrono chronologically in the Old Testament is Esther. 
But of course, as we know, there are a number of books that come after Esther. Uh, and that is because books like Isaiah and Jeremiah, these are from prophets who lived around the time of this time, second, the end of Second Kings and so on. Uh, but it's their teachings that they gave uh, in this time. Of course, we know that the book of Psalms, which we attribute mainly to the hand of King David, well, King David has long passed since, since, um, since, well, at this point. So the books that come after um, the chronological books, the historical books, if you like, leading up to Esther, um, those are the like, more teachings and uh, sayings and words that are given through this time. So just a bit of a, a, an understanding of why we've got Isaiah here when we have a book of Isaiah much later, well, say much later, but later on in the Old Testament. Um, so we see that, um, that Hezekiah goes to Isaiah and he clearly has his priorities in the right place uh, and he's able to receive guidance and uh, direction as to what to do to overcome this difficulty and challenge. And indeed, as we continue to go through the chapter, uh, we see that Hezekiah, um, in verse 15, prays before the Lord um, and says, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou art thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Uh, and he continues forward um, to verse 19 and says, Therefore, O Lord thy God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. I love this prayer because in the, in the verses before as well, he is... Um, making his humility to, to the Lord known. And he recognises that he is the true God. And he asks that he will demonstrate that in the salvation of the people. So we'll continue with what actually happens at the end of this experience here and move forward as much as we can through these chapters. There's so much here, uh, so we'll cover what we can. But uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed this study. And until we meet again. <laughs>